Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Game Ball Podcast with your host and, yes, the creator of the Game Ball Podcast, Matt Simontia. Uh Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed our last episode with uh, Demarcus Beckwith. Shout out to him for coming on for the interview. Uh, that was a great one. That was that was our most uh, favorite and most listened to uh, episode, so I appreciate all the love from that. And I appreciate our guy, uh, D-Beck, you know, coming in and uh, listening Holy crap! Right now, um, I've never done this before, right? When I when I record, I'm just just chilling, recording, uh, you know, not doing anything. But right now, I, I, on my TV, I have the uh, Oregon Arizona State basketball game on. About two minutes left, Arizona State up by five, and I've never done this before, so that's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, but uh, what I was gonna say, you know, maybe I'll hit you with a crazy update if you hear me just going crazy because because of this game, but. Uh, I, I'm going to give my full attention to this podcast episode. That I thought would be kind of interesting to test it out. So um, for this episode, we have a lot of awesome stuff to come to uh, talk to. So uh, what those things being, we're talking about the Astros, right? And not necessarily like we, we know all the details. I don't know why it's become, a talked about, it's become another talked about a topic again in the sense of people are, are tweeting out things. Players are being more uh, speaking out about it. We're going to do a little free agent, uh, NFL free agent preview. I'm going to talk about the 10 biggest, not, uh, yeah, the 10 biggest free agents as of right now. Uh, the order might change, um, but right now, and just say where I think they might land. Um, I'm going to talk to you about college. Uh, you know, I'm going to college, right? So I got to talk about that type of stuff. And then I'm going to speak about a little bit about the NBA playoff, uh, playoff standings and maybe a shift in power. The Lakers, I don't know what's going to happen with them. And to top it off, we have an amazing interview with four star basketball commit, Jay Mullins who just won his region for basketball. Amazing interview. Uh, it feels like every single time I, I have a new guest on, this interviews just keep getting better and better and better uh, in regards to just talking and stuff, talking to them, having a good time. And he, he was he was really funny. Um, you know, I'm just saying, Walmart brand. Just remember that, guys. Walmart brand, all right? So um, like I said, to start, start things off, we're going to talk a little about the Astros and this cheating scandal. So the Astros, so, okay. So here's what's happening, right? You know, as you know, there was a uh, a whole um. Oh my gosh, sorry, Arizona State. This guy just had the nastiest step back. Uh, it was a dagger right there. Oregon's Peyton Pritchard's uh injured, so yeah. Sorry, I'm a I'm a I'm a stop paying attention to this game now. But uh, that was a pretty nice shot. All right, so what we got going on though is um with the Astros. All right, let's talk about the Astros. So. We know they cheated. We know they were using trash cans and stealing signs and doing all that stuff, right? They weren't doing it. Um, they weren't playing the game fairly. They were cheating. So we know that all happened. But what's the issue right now is what what is Rob Manfred doing about the commissioning they will be? Everybody is saying like, oh my gosh, he's not doing a good job handling the situation, yada, yada, yada. You know, he's letting them keep the piece of metal. He's letting them keep the World Series. He's not taking it away. Honestly, I don't have an issue with what Rob Manfred's doing. I really don't. I think the punishment should be a lot harder on the Astros. But in regards to taking it away, away you know, there's always there, there's always going to be an asterisk next to it. Everybody's going to see, like, oh, the Astros won in 2017 and all that. They're going to see that. They're going to know that in 2018, you know, they didn't not actually win it. They won because they cheated, used, a, you know, uh, things that they shouldn't, they weren't allowed to be using. And we know that. We will remember that. We'll remember that as fans. But what's they gonna do? Just saying, all right, well, let's crown another team the World Series. Well, look, they're not. It's not fair. It's not fair to the other teams, like the Yankees, if the Dodgers get it because they won their their uh, their league, right? You know, if the, the Yankees were in that league, they could have won it. So it's just not necessarily fair to what they're saying. 
And so I think I think the Astros should be allowed to keep the, the World Series. And remember that they cheated them way themselves into those World Series. Remember that. But I don't think that they should just be taken away. So I don't have an issue with the way Rob Manfred's approaching necessarily the uh, the cheating scant like you know how what they're gonna do with the trophies and stuff. But the one thing I do have an issue with is holy crap, these punishments are not even like a slap on the wrist. They're nothing. Like I know they said like. Oh, if you if you if you round the coaches, right? We'll we'll give you immunity, right? We won't we won't suspend you, blah blah blah. Like, dude, hop off. Like, that's not that's not cool. That's not how you handle the situation. They should suspend the players. They should do things to the players, suspend them, um, and uh, take like give them a big suspension. You know, ban the Astros. You know, okay. So here's something I thought was very interesting. This is kind of like soccer related. It might relate to the Astros and the punishment in a way. Um, but if you look at it, Chelsea, not Chelsea, Man City recently, right? So they, uh, in soccer, Man City recently lied about the amount of funds they were getting from sponsorships and their ownership, since they have a crap ton of money, were saying like, oh, let's say we're saying, uh, we got $5 million from a sponsorship. They're saying, oh, we got $100 million from that sponsorship and taking $95 million of their own money and putting it towards it. And the thing about when it comes to soccer is the more cap you have is based on the more amount of money you make coming in, like based off of sponsorships, not just ownership, right? And so they were kind of scamming them way into having more money to have a bigger salary to sign more players. And so this was called, it was a big ordeal. They're suspended from the Champions League for uh, for two years now. They can't make the playoffs. They can't do anything. So I don't understand why, you know, th- this was just because they were taking away money. It wasn't like they're scamming, like they were scamming the game in a way because players are being more, or better players we're able to come now because of the money, but I don't, it's not like they're, um, it's not like, uh, this where these people are just making, stealing signs and stuff and doing all these things and really scamming their way into it. So I think there should be a harsher penalty. Like that happened with soccer and stuff. I don't know why the base by baseball can't do that. I don't know why Rob Manfred can't handle it and give him a bigger, a bigger suspension upon him. And I really believe that's, that we, that's something that need to look at and figure out because I think the players should be suspended for a long time. I think that the coaches should obviously be suspended. Uh, you know, shout out to the little league baseball teams in Pennsylvania for taking bigger action on this matter than the frick the, the freaking MLB is. All right, all all the little league baseball teams that like you know the name after MLB teams, right? So all the little league baseball teams that have the name Astros, right? They're no longer gonna be called the Astros. They're taking that way name because of what they did to ruin the game of basket or to, get, to ruin the game of baseball. So what, the little leaguers are freaking taking you know control of themselves and knowing like this wasn't good why can't our freaking our freak, the commissioner of the mlb why can't he realize that too all right think like a little leaguer my guy rob manfred think like a little leaguer um so two more things i want to talk about those the first one being for the astros so hit by pitch count over under is at an 83 and a half set in vegas what are you guys taking see like so last year was about i think they got hit 65 times so this is about 18 times more right and I heard that what's going to end up happening is the Astro players keep getting dinged. Then uh, they're going to, like, the players that hit them are going to end up getting suspensions and stuff or fines, which should be interesting to see how that all works out. But I, I really want, I, I think I'm going to take the over. Because here's, here's my thinking behind it. At first, after hearing that, I was like, oh, I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take the under. But I'm taking the over. If they're hit by pitch, it was 65 times. You're telling me that they need to hit them 18 more times to hit the over or 19 more times to hit the over i think that they're throughout the entire season right they're gonna get their you know initial uh this regular good old hit by pitches 
and then at the beginning they're going to get hit. In the middle and the end, they're still going to get their hit by pitches. You know, it's still going to start going runs every once in a while. So I'm taking the over. So that's my betting That's my betting advice with your boy, Matt Simontia. Take the over, all right? Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is what happens if the Astros win the World Series? Because they still have a great team. They do. I was talking to my friend, uh, my friend Tyler about this earlier. You know, come on. The Astros have a great team. They cheated, yes. Were they, could they have won the World Series? Those years definitely could have. You know, uh, did the cheating obviously help? Yeah, most definitely. You know, there's still great teams out there like the Yankees, the Dodgers, at least during those years. And still this year, they're still great teams. But the Astros still have an amazing team, right? So could they possibly win? Yeah. Yeah, they could win. They could most definitely win it this year. And it would just be hilarious to see how, you know, they even if they won it fair and square, you, you already know so many people are going to say, something was up with the Strohs. Something was up with the Strohs or something in the trash cans. Hey. There's something in this trash cans. Hey. Yeah. So uh, that's what I, that's all I'm saying. That's all I got for the Ashes to talk about. So I, just, I really, what I was trying to vouch for and just say was, Rob Manfred, don't have an issue with how he's handling. Don't think he should take the World Series away. I think people, the fans, the players, they all know that the Ashes didn't win it fairly. But then they, they won it, and you can't take that away. There's always going to be an asterisk saying they didn't win it. But just let them keep it because there's nothing to do about it because it's not fair reasoning to decide who actually won it. And I just believe that the thing that Rob Manfred needs to do, though, is enforce a harsher punish- punishment upon the players, especially. Because the players got nothing, nothing, nothing for what they did. And I think it's utter BS for that. Um, so moving on, though, like I mentioned, where you talk about the Astros a little bit, now it's time to talk about the good old NFL free agency. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to come out with a either an article um also yeah guys i am about to upload a website right that will have hopefully the links to every single podcast like link to like all the carries you can just click on it and listen to it and i'll provide my link in my bio on instagram but also i'm gonna write some articles right because you know there's stuff that i want to talk about but i only have an hour long per show and i can't really just keep talking about it. i bore the crap out of you guys if i talked about you know what i want to all the time so sorry this man just dunked it but, uh, you know, I, if I want to talk about, for example, like uh, the mock draft, I'm going to do a mock draft. Or I'm not going to tell you all 13, 32 teams and who they're picking and yada, yada, yada. I'm going to, you know, write about it, right? And I'll write some, uh, I'll give a better better in-depth view of it, tell who they're going to pick, why they should pick them, and just really give a great in-depth view about it all. So make sure to check that out. Again, I'll provide a link in my bio when it's up and running on, uh, on uh, my Instagram account. So please, again... Make sure to go check that out. And uh, But like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the 10 best free agents available right now. Uh, you know, again, this list might change, whatnot, but here we go. And no particular order right here, right? But the 10 best, in my opinion. So uh, Arizona State just beat Oregon, so shout out to the Arizona State for taking the dub, uh, in case you guys are wondering. Uh, so the first one being Dak Prescott. Where is my boy Dak going to go? Going right back to the Cowboys, in my opinion. I don't think the Cowboys are willing to do or can even do what I think they should do, right? I think that they should go for um, Tom Brady. I just don't see it happen. I don't see them going to Tom Brady. I don't think they're going to land Tom Brady. Uh, we'll talk about Tom Brady, though, next. But before I do that, I think Dax can go back to the Cowboys. I think he's going to get a crap ton of money he does not deserve because he's mediocre as hell. I think that his players make him look bad. I think Zeke makes him look better than what he is. I think he's just a really bad quarterback. With all the things that he has around him to just be able to go 8-8, eight and eight, it's not good. It's not a good look, Dak. 
I think the Cowboys should um, franchise tag him, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. So I got I got Dak Prescott going back to the Cowboys. I think Jerry Jones is going to like him, being a fourth-round pick, being homegrown. He's like, yo, bro, I made him who he is. Going to keep Dak Prescott. I think he's going to get a big contract. I think he's going to reset the market because now he's asking for $35 million per year, $40 million per year. I think the Cowboys are going to end up giving it to him. But with that being said, I think that means you know someone's going to end up walking on that team. Might Maybe a couple players that are also free agents, so we shall see. Coming up, though, check that out. So second one being Tom Brady. I got Tom Brady going to the Patriots. I think the only reason why Tom Brady leaves is to go to L.A., I just don't see that happening, bro. He's not going to go. He's not going to lead the Patriots. Do I think the Patriots are going to be competitive? I don't know. They need to make some big free agent splashes, make some trades, at least draft good for them to be competitors because I don't think Tom Brady's all that great right now. He's older. But I think Tom Brady's going to end up going back to the Patriots because why would he want to leave? Why would he want to leave the Patriots? His, his home... Is the team that he's been on his whole career, you think the GOAT is just going to leave? He's not He's not Michael Jordan. He's not stupid, and he's going to go to the Wizards, all right? This is the smartest man. And yeah, sorry, I take the back. Michael Jordan is not the GOAT. LeBron is. I want to specify that right now. But I, I just, I, I got, I got, um, I got Tom Brady walking over to the Patriots. I really do. I think he's going to stay with the Patriots for sure. Uh, the next one, Jadavion Clowney. Same old, same old. I think he was going back to the Seahawks. He loved it there. He loved playing with Russ. He wants to be in a championship contender. I think the Seahawks are going to him a lot of, offer him a lot of money. I think they're going to try to retain him, especially since they couldn't retain Frank Clark last time. And I think Jadavion Clowney provided a great, a great, um, a great splash for them, a great, a great boost of energy, a great edge rusher. When he's healthy, he's amazing. And I really, I really think that Jadavion Clowney is going to end up staying in Seattle. The next person I want to talk about, number four, Amari Cooper, all right? Dallas Cowboy, right? Not so fast, all right? Not so fast, not for long. I got Amari Cooper going to the Jets. The Jets need wide receiver help, right? They do. They need a target for my boy uh, Sam Darnold to grow. As much as I would love Amari Cooper to go to the Giants, I don't see that happening. I think Amari Cooper is going to go, go to the Jets. The Jets have a freaking crap ton of money that they can spend. And I got Amari Cooper going to the Jets, be that number one target they need. And he would fit perfectly in that system. Um, I think Adam Gase can really include him extremely well to go pair with Sam Darnold. And on top of that, I think Robbie Anderson with his speed threat down the sideline and Amari Cooper and his precise route running would be perfect for Sam Darnold. Because if you think about it, if you look at this team, Amari Cooper can run the middle routes and the precise route running extremely well. Robbie Anderson can be the downfield threat. And then Jamison Crowder uh, on the uh, the short the short pass, the... Uh, the short slant lanes and such. Shoot, my my mind's blanking, but he can run those those quick slant routes and get open. So David, he had three layers um, of the field open for for receiving. Paired with Le'Veon Bell, and man, the sky's the limit. They don't necessarily have a tight end, but they'll figure that out. And the other thing is their offensive line needs help, but they have, like I said, they have a lot of money. They can go out pursue other offensive linemen, Jack like Jack Conklin, draft somebody. The Jets are looking nice. The Jets are looking really nice with Amari Cooper right there. Um, Next up at number five, Chris Jones, right? Defensive tackle for the Chiefs. As much as I think the Chiefs are going to try to keep him, pursue him, and have him, you know, you got to think they got a lot of money put into, you know, your boy Frank Clark, right? And then they got Travis Kelsey getting a lot of money. Tyree Kill getting a lot of money. Sammy Watkins getting a lot of money. Patrick Mahomes is going to get a lot of money. I don't know if they can run another long-term deal. Tyron Matthew has a lot of money. So it would be very tough. I think the Dolphins are going to throw 
crap ton, a crap ton of money at Chris Jones, and I think he's gonna buy. He's gonna say, you know what? Even if we suck, I can maybe get traded eventually in my career. But he already won that ring. He already has that ring on his hand. He doesn't need a ring. He can go money chasing now because he has a ring already. And I just don't know how much money the Chiefs are going to be willing to offer and have to offer considering that they need to pay all these players, especially, you know, Patrick Mahomes. And the Dolphins are up and coming. They could throw a really good, a, a big deal at him, say we're going to be on the up and coming teams. We're young. We have draft picks. We have money. We can sign the people. And the Dolphins can make a very persuasive offer. So that's why I got Chris Jones to the Dolphins. Next one, Byron Jones. All right. So a lot of people have other corners like Anthony Harris up there saying like, oh, he's the best defensive back in the market, the best corner in the market. But I don't see it. In my opinion, in my humble 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 opinion i believe that the best the best corner the best defensive back in this in this free agent market is byron jones i really do he was one of the better players he went under the radar he had a really great breakout year this year right he was always good but this year is when people were really starting to take notice of him and i really think that byron jones is going to be to get the bag and i have him going to the giants he can shut down an entire field and so here's the issue right so i want i want him to go to the giants but I guess it's an issue, but you know, be freaking lit for the Giants. You got Byron Jones at one corner, number two corner. Guess who their number two corner would be? Not DeAndre Baker, but Jeff Okuda. Put Jeff Okuda at the number two corner. Woo! That'd be a sexy little team right there. DeAndre Baker at number three. That'd be a wild defensive back uh, trio right there. It'd be amazing. And yes, they have like Jordan Love, but they can. Um, not Jordan Love. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's a quarterback from Utah State. Um, Julian Love, I believe his name. Jay Love, something. Yeah, Jay Love, not Jay Lowe, Jay Love. He can move to safety. We need a safety. He moved to safety with Jabril Peppers, have Sam Beal as a number four corner. Amazing secondary. Um, and so that'd be a really good team. And so I'm going to pivot off of that. I'm going to go to my number nine free agent available. Yannick Ngakwe, also the Giants. You've seen all the edits. You've seen everything. I think he's going to the Giants unless the Jags franchise tag him, which I don't think they're going to be doing. I think the Jags should reset. Okay, Yannick Ngakwe, defensive end. The Giants' defense would be looking nice. This would be like the uh, free HC we had two year, like two three years ago when we got Damian Harrison. We got, uh, what's his face? We got Damian Harrison, Janoris Jenkins, and Olivia Vernon. Hopefully better than that, right, in outcomes. But it'd be a nice-looking free agent class, especially in the defensive side of things. Yes, their offensive line would be a little sketchy. Who knows how it's all going to work out? You know, these are all just things that I would love to see happen. But um, maybe the Giants don't get a Jeff Okuda. Maybe they would go offensive line. A lot of things the Giants can do to really turn things around as well. But if I think if they can get Byron Jones and Yannick Ngakwe, they'd be looking real nice. But I do like a Jeff. I like Jeff Okuda. I guess I'd rather Jeff Okuda over Byron Jones. But long story short, I have Byron Jones going to the Giants. Number seven, Brandon Schreff. Like I mentioned, the Jets have money to spend, right? I think they're gonna go out there get the best offensive lineman in the market. Brandon Schreff, put him at guard. Have that intense, amazing left guard right there. Um, yes, you can move him to tackle if you need to, but they don't. They shouldn't. They should keep him at guard. They can draft another offensive lineman, and they would really look really good, right? They could, they would have him at left guard. They would have Calvin Beecham, Beecham at tackle. They have a, uh, they could go after another offensive lineman like a Jedrick Wills, a Andrew Thomas in, in the draft, and look really good. Uh, so to round up my top 10, I have two players, my number 8 and my number 10. My number 8 player is A.J. Green. Do I think he's going to get all this money? No, but he's still a top 10 player, right? And I have him going to the Packers. The Packers need another elite wide receiver, another elite receiver, 
for their guy Aaron Rodgers to be able to produce. I don't know how great Aaron Rodgers is, but they need to, or how great he's going to be. I don't know if he's declining, but they need another receiver to pair with Devontae Freeman, not Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams to really go off. I think A.J. Green could be that guy. He's a tall guy. He's not like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams isn't a speedy guy. He's more of a route runner, but A.J. Green is tall. No, they don't have a speed threat necessarily, but they don't need it when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and then two of the best wide receivers in the league. A.J. Green, who's a monster, tall, wants to win a championship. AJ or then Devontae Adams, who's a precise route runner, amazing route runner, elusive, can make moves. And then number 10, Shaq Barrett, Shaquille Barrett, going to the Tampa Bay of Buccaneers. I got him going to the Bucks, staying with the Bucks, staying there like he said. He wants to be on a team where he can prove. I don't think many teams are going to be Offer him a crap ton of money. I think it'd be weary of his one-hit wonder year. I think the Bucks are gonna be willing to pay him money, but I don't see anybody else doing it. And I have him going to the Bucks. So that's how I have my top ten free agents and where I think they're gonna go, why I think it's gonna happen, how it's all gonna look out. Um, and so something I want to talk about right now is my college decision, right? So as you guys know, you know I I am in high school. I'm a senior in high school, and uh, I'm going to make my college decision fairly soon. And so I'm debating between two colleges. I have to hear back from one, Georgia. Um, but I got into Clemson, which is cool. Woo! Go Tigers, baby. Go dogs, though, right? Go dogs, baby. You have to go stay neutral right here, right? Because I don't know where I'm going. But I just want to say, guys, a little, little bit of advice. If you're a kid listening to this right now, I got some advice for you guys. It's a stressful college. Decide where you're going to college. No, you don't have to be an athlete, but just a regular everyday student. It is stressful. You have to take in money, figure out, you know, take into effect, like, the money that's going to be there. Um, take into effect what's the best place for you and it's just a very tough decision and so I'm just saying you guys today on top of it focus on your grades you know try to earn everything you can possibly do because uh, try to get your scholarships try to do things try to figure things out because it is hard to make this decision and you want to be able to get into all the colleges that you apply to so it's always great you want to be able to get a lot of money like I said from scholarships but it is a tough decision to decide you know, where are you going to college? So I just want to share my experience a little bit. You know, I'm trying to double major in journalism and sports uh, management to one day be a reporter for ESPN, Fox Sports. That'd be one of those one of those big programs. Possibly work in the front office of a uh, NFL team. That'd be great. Um, but we'll see what happens. Well, they both, Clemson and Georgia, both amazing schools. Um, and I had to hear back from other colleges I applied to. But guys, just know that if you're entering college, maybe, you know, no matter how old, how young you are, you're going to go to college. You have to think about it. You know, first of all, you should always try to go to college, um, no matter where it is, whether that be a community college or a university, right? It doesn't matter. But when you're when you're thinking about it, it's going to be a stressful thing. Uh, I recommend, you know, try and do things early, figure things out. But just know that no matter where you go, make the most of it. It can present the best opportunity for you and your success. And just remember that always. And just, you'll, you'll end up where you need to be. That's something my mom always tells me. You end up where you need to be. Yes, college decisions are stressful. I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm feeling it right now. But just remember that, and just know that no matter what happens, happens, and where you ever end up is where you're supposed to end up. So always remember that. Um. So moving on though, uh, after I talk about, I had a little preach right there. I had a little, I had to preach to the, preach to the choir right there. I had to preach to my guys, my listeners. Uh, but moving on, transitioning off of that, I want to talk about the NBA standings to really round things out before we have an amazing interview with the man, the myth, the legend, our guy, Jade Mullins, four-star commit to St. Mary's. So the NBA standings, right? Man, I've been calling the Lakers win the ship since day one. I've been calling it. I've been preaching. It, I'm still preaching it, right? But I don't think it's going to happen. 
I don't think the Lakers are going to win it. I think the Lakers have the better star power than anybody else in this whole entire universe. I think they obviously have better star power than the Clippers. I think they're way better at star power than the Clippers. But the Clippers bench, damn, if you're a good free agent, you're going to the Clippers apparently, right? They got Reggie Jackson. Like, here's their bench, right? So let's compare. Better starters, Lakers. Better stars, Lakers. Bench, though? Lou Will? Montrezl Harrell? Possibly J.R. Smith? Reggie Jackson? Landry Shamit? Just got Marquise Morris? My goodness, that team's sexy. That's a sexy little team right there. My goodness. That's a sexy with the capital S, capital E, capital X, capital Y. Sexy. Sexy team. I I got... The, as much as I, can, I don't want to say it, I think the Clippers are starting to get the edge. I think the Lakers might have a better regular season. But the Clippers, you know... The Clippers have a really solid bench. And here's my thing, right? Look, I know when you're in the finals, I know when you're in the playoffs, it's all about eight-man rotation. Who has a better eight-man rotation? Maybe the Lakers are going to have because they have better star power, right? That's always something to remember. But with this bench, it's going to allow the Clippers to be able to go out there and stay really healthy entering into the playoffs, not have to be carried by their stars. And on top of that, the other issue that I have is you're going to need those 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 good bench players just to put on a show every once in a while, right? You know, you, there's so many times, like for example, my boy Kelly Olenek a couple of years ago for Boston dropped 30 points and that got him a four-year contract, 55 mil with the Heat, which sucked. But he's cool. I like him, right? But, no, nah, but like for real, like, you know, who would have thought Kelly freaking Olenek was going to be the reason why the Boston went on to win their series because he had that great game won that game for them? Not me. Couldn't it be me? So having a great bench is important. And not having the scores off your bench for the Lakers is kind of scary to see. Because you don't know if you're going to have those those performances that you need from somebody to step up like that. So I got the Clippers. I got the Clippers not having the edge on the Lakers. I still think the Lakers are going to go. But right now I think that I'm, I'm, if I'm, a, uh, I'm an underdog right now almost. I think the Clippers are going to be looking real special. So now moving on to uh, to the East. So the Bucks are gonna do it. The Bucks are gonna win the East, I believe. They look unstoppable. I wish it was the Heat. I wish it was Miami. They're not the biggest competitor to the uh, to the Bucks. I really wish the Heat would win it though. My boy Jamie Butler, my boy Bam out of Bayou, but Giannis Antetokounmpo is looking real nice. I don't think there's a team out there in the East that can stop him. All right. So here's my thing. Compare teams from the East. There's, the East is a lot more, you could say, fair in the sense of competition, right? You compare the Bucks to the Heat. Bucks have more star power with Giannis Antetokounmpo over Jimmy Butler, sidekick Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, kind of even out. But the Bucks have a better. I think the Bucks have better, more experienced veterans on their team, like an Eric Bledsoe to step up, do things. I think they have some great players on there. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez is good. They got good players that can really make moves for the Bucks. I got the Bucks edging at the Heat. Bucks 76ers. Bucks have shooters, Sixers don't. I got the Bucks agent out the Sixers. It's that simple. Bucks and Celtics. The Bucks have more star power. The Celtics have a hella freaking ton of great, good players, solid players. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Kemba Walker. But they have no stars. I, I like Kemba. I don't know how much of a star he is, in my opinion. Good ball movement, but he can't step up. In my, I don't think he can step on the playoffs. All right, I think the I think the Bucks are edging out. I think they have more star power than the Celtics. 
I got the Bucks won the East. I got the Clippers losing the Bucks. I got the Bucks winning it all if that were the situation. But I got the Lakers. Oh, I got the Lakers winning it all. But if you had to go favor to favor between Clippers and the Bucks, give it to the Bucks. And one last thing I want to say before we get to an interview with Jay Mullins is we have some funny content from some some centers around the NBA. All right, with a fat boy Jokic and a depressed Drummond over here. A uh, report just came out a couple days ago saying that Nikola Jokic said that he was 20 to 25 pounds overweight entering the NBA league. So thanks a lot for saying that, my guy. Thanks for coming out and being honest. No wonder you've been sucking for my fantasy football team, some or fantasy basketball team. So I'm glad you came out and said that, right? I'm glad you're losing some weight, my guy. But he said he was over 20 to 25 pounds. That's wild. That's absurd. So we got Fat Boy Jokic, and the other one is Depressed Drummond. Andre Drummond said he does not want to come back to Cleveland. He said it's worse than Detroit. I think it's funny. I think he's just trying to get himself to get a buyout out of Cleveland, which who knows how that's going to happen. I don't think Cleveland is, bro. They didn't even trade Kevin Love away. So if they really think they're going to buy out a person they just traded for, could it be me? Could not be me thinking that. But uh, it should be interesting to see what happens um, in that area. But I, if I could, if I'm, I could be mistaken. But I really feel like Drummond has an option right now to become a free agent. Don't know if it's a team or a play option. Who knows? But um, the thing about it is, I just, you know, I got uh, my boy Andre Drummond. My guy is really pushing hard for that buyout. I think that's what's happening. I really think he just want to go and go to Houston or go to the Clippers on the buyout right there. Uh, but who knows? But I think that was kind of funny content by centers. But uh, like I mentioned, we have some great content coming up. An amazing interview. One of the best interviews I've had by a Walmart brand, Red Mamba. Remember that. Remember that, guys. Walmart brand. Uh, Jay Mullins, four-star recruit to St. Mary's on the Game Ball Podcast. Here you go. So today, joining us on the Game Ball Podcast, we have a four-star basketball commit who just uh, decided to go to St. Mary's and current uh, region back-to-back champion, uh, Jay Mullins, on the phone. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. What's up? Uh, nice to be on the podcast. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for coming on. So, um, how does it feel hearing that? What if you're hearing that you're back-to-back region champs? How how does it feel just being able to hear that? Uh, it's just awesome because I mean, like I think this is the first year it's ever been done uh, for four A Kinko. Uh-huh. Um, you know, last year we kind of ran through everyone and it was a lot easier, but this year it was definitely more of a challenge because the teams were better and. and mm-hmm. Every single game, everyone was coming for us and, and trying to give us their best shot. Um, so this year definitely meant a lot meant a lot more to us, but um, it just feels great to hear that. And when that finally happened, it was awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of stuff must have been going through your mind, especially since it's you know your senior year. It's your last year oh, yeah. to do everything. So that's that's yeah. a great way to end it, I guess you could say. Uh, so going back to you know the beginning of it all, I like to ask this question to everybody who comes on. But uh, why did you start playing basketball in the first place? Uh, honestly, just my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was just—he was a—he played in college at PLU, um, uh-huh. and honestly, he just put the ball in my hands, and I just started hooping from a kid and loved it. And you know, some sports like baseball kind of got too boring, and <laughs> I had to quit that. And yeah. so you know, basketball—I just stuck with it because I loved it and kept playing it. Yeah, for sure. Hey, nothing wrong with baseball, though. You can't don't don't attack no, no, a sport right I, there. <laughs> No, I, I love baseball. I just I just had to focus on basketball. Yeah, no, basketball is a little more exciting. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, so I guess you said your dad inspired you to play, and he played in college. But did he? Did you model your game after him or anybody else in particular? No, my, so my dad was like six foot, so I couldn't really model my game after him. Uh-huh. Um, he definitely like helped me shoot, learn how to shoot, mm-hmm. and like he 
he's the one who really like put my form in and, and yeah. got me to on like some jumping exercises and all that stuff. So yeah. there's definitely things that I took from him, but um, it was kind of tough to model my game after him. I'm, yeah. I'm six five and he's six foot. Yeah, huh. that's true. Um, I mean, did you model after anybody like in the NBA or anything? Um, yeah, so I try I try to watch a lot of film on like Bradley Beal uh-huh. and like uh, Luka Doncic, you right. know, because. Luca, you know, he's not, he's athletic and stuff, but he's not, like, crazy athletic. He's yeah. just super skilled and, and, and great footwork. Yeah, so I just yeah. try to watch him. And then Brad Beal, I mean, I think I play a lot like him. So um, I, I try to watch one of those, too. Yeah, for sure. Great people to learn from. Um, but uh, when did you start realizing that, you know, you had a special talent in basketball and you had the possibility of playing in college? Honestly, I didn't think I was that good. <laughs> I, I realized that I was good in, like, my – eighth grade summer going into my freshman year because i didn't think i was that good at all uh-huh. and i kind of peaked late but yeah. then like eighth grade summer i i had like a really good year and i was like best on my team and we were like ranked like 24th in the country or something and i i was hooping and then i'm like dang like i could really like go far with this yeah for sure and then uh, my high school coach uh it was his first year my freshman year and then he kind of like got me training with this one dude that i've been training with ever since mm-hmm and Devin Willis and um you know ever since he's been telling me like dude if you keep it up like you can make money like overseas or or hopefully NBA yeah um sky's the limit yeah for sure yeah it's cool yeah it's awesome to hear um so going into high school right what was like the this how's this program in basketball at your high school how's it helped you grow as a player from the first day to I guess you could say the last day um, as a player, it's helped me grow so much just because every single practice and day and like off season and stuff, like we're looped in or we're we're just getting better. And I've 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 learned how to lead so mm-hmm. much better. Yeah. Because um, early like freshman sophomore year, I, I I was a leader, but I didn't know how to lead. Yeah. And so I was kind of like I led through like kind of like yelling at my teammates and being like, hey, you need yeah. to do this and this and like kind of calling them out. Yeah. But then junior senior year i'm like you know what everyone doesn't respond the same way so i Mm -hmm. gotta find each player like how they respond the best way and so i'd say the most it helped me like lead yeah and be a leader that's a that's a Um, huge factor right there you know being the team leader and stuff sending sending an example uh so is there like a particular memory or a game or something there's something funny that's always going to stick with you in terms of your career uh at high school playing basketball um I mean, there's been a ton of memories. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, my coach and I always, um, we have a really good relationship. We're always yeah. messing with each other. But uh-huh. one of the funniest moments, I'd say, was my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing with uh, my best friend who's a football player, yeah. Johnny Barrett at Dartmouth. And uh, he is, like, super weird. But, like, he's <laughs> funny weird. Yeah. He's super funny but weird. And so he wasn't, we're in a, uh, playoff game like a uh, the semifinal game or something yeah. uh, for Kinko uh-huh. and he's not he's not shooting very well because the last two shots that he shot like went in and out and so in the middle of the timeout he just like looks at the rim and touches his head and like closes his eyes for like 10 seconds and then then stops and looks at me and goes all right, I'm, me and the rim are good now. Like, I'm locked in. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I just it was funny if that's how it works out, then I guess I need to start doing that more often. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what's your biggest accomplishment in high school? Because you won, you know, back-to-back regions, back-to-back MVP for your region. 
made first team three years, you know, why even so successful? Um, so what do you think my... Like, most... like, well, like, why do you think you've been so successful and being able to win well, all this uh, stuff? I just think my work ethic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't really have a good work, eth- work ethic until my freshman year. Yeah. Um, but just, like, taking care of my body and, yeah. and listening. My coach has been a huge, like, like he meets with me every week and just mm-hmm. be like, all right, let's go over schedule. Let's go over, like, what you're doing for the next few months, lifting, um, getting more athletic, explosive, training. Um, so he really put me on the right track for all that. Um and then he also, like, kind of guides me with how I should lead and how I should, uh, like, text or, or meet with other players and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I credit a lot of it to my coach, high school coach. Yeah. Well, that's, that's always good to hear. I guess our freshman year was a big year for you. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you're not playing basketball, right, you know, we're not playing, you're not training, you're not watching film, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, just I just like to relax and hang out with my friends because I know that I'm going to leave soon and this is kind of, like, I, I probably won't see them a whole lot um, just, like, when they come back yeah. from college and stuff. Yeah. So I, I just like to relax and hang out with my friends. So if I'm not working out or uh, doing something, I, I'm just with my friends or, like, playing Xbox or something. But. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Xbox, that's what's up. Yeah. Nobody likes Playstations, all right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you got a favorite game on there? Uh, I've just been playing, lately I've been playing 2K or Fortnite, uh-huh. but more 2K. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, 2K, I'm, I'm not a fan of it this year, and Fortnite's dying. I'm, I'm, about, I'm on that Madden grind right now. Mad, okay, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been playing Madden. I, I'm at, especially with the Super Bowl just happening, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta play me, alright? Alright, I got uh, you. Uh, so, transitioning off of that, right, uh, let's talk a little bit about recruiting, though. Um, so, what, what was it like when you received your first college offer? Uh, I remember, so I went down to Eastern, uh, unofficial, um, so I left school early, it was like in June, mm-hmm. and I went down with my dad, and we just like spent a day down there, and I knew they were going to offer, because they, they told me, <laughs> I mean, they, well, I didn't know, but I was like, pretty sure, because yeah. they're like, we have some good news for you, yeah. so I'm like, yeah. alright, cool, and then like, the whole day happened, and I played with the guys, and then he pulled me into the office with my dad and he offered me uh-huh. and I was just like super excited, like super grateful, super thankful. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got back in the car with my dad to go home, like I just looked at him and we're like, like, let's go. Like, <laughs> just so, so excited because yeah. like, that's the first step, you know? Yeah, for sure. That, that's great story. I mean, you can't, you can't show that emotion though in front of your coach or else he would yeah. be embarrassed about that stuff right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So being a recruiter, right. You know, a lot of people are knowing you that you probably never met before. Like you know, I, you know, I found out about you. You probably never heard of me, right? So how has it affected your social life? Um, I think it's been pretty cool. Like all uh, the people that reached out to me and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like encouraged me. Like it, it's kind of cool to see, yeah. like, not even like just like little kids who I I see like around the like gym when when we have games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just but like other people. Um, and just like reaching out and like encouraging me and saying like congrats and stuff like that. Yeah. It just it, it's it's pretty cool to see. I mean, yeah. obviously, I can't imagine for like famous people or mm-hmm. like like NBA players, but you know, it's it's pretty cool for high school players to experience that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it must be a great experience. Um, so you played AAU ball, right? So how's how that helps you get noticed by other colleges? Uh, my my high school coach. Um, 
he he's coached so many good players. Yeah. And he has so many great relationships with all these co- coaches. He just will text him and be like, hey, like you gotta come check this guy out. Yeah. And they all respect him and listen to him, so they come check me out, watch me play. Uh-huh. And they're like, and then they'll get their like head coach there. Yeah. Um, and then so like my freshman year. Um, and, well, I also say you gotta go to the right tournaments too. So yeah. my freshman year, I was on FOH. Uh, Seattle, and we would go to like these these tournaments that had like a lot of lower to mid major colleges, uh-huh. and then like my sophomore junior year, I went to Team Levine, and we started going like on the Adidas Gauntlet circuit. Yeah. And you like, I mean, like I've played in front of, I mean, like almost every school. I mean, like Kentucky, uh, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Like I mean, you know, mm. I mean, I, they haven't like. Kentucky didn't text me, but I mean, I played in front of them. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, that, I think that was a, a big part of it was yeah. going to Team Levine and, and playing mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that must have been crazy. Like just knowing, like you're still playing in front of those those scouts and those people that are just watching you. Like that's that's yeah. wild to think about. Um, but who was the toughest player that you had to face? Because I saw I saw that you played like Nico Manon, who's a great guard at Arizona right now. But who was the toughest player that you've had to face? Um, I either Nico. For high school, definitely Nico. Uh-huh. Um, and then for AU, I'd probably say Greg Brown. Really? Uh, uh-huh. I mean, he, he was pretty tough to guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he killed us, but yeah. we went to overtime with his team. And I, I had a good game, but I mean, he, you just can't stop that dude. Yeah, he's an animal, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's wild to think that, just that you're playing those, play, those people that, I mean, you would yeah. never thought about. Um, but uh, ultimately, right? You decided to choose and you committed and play for and playing for St. Mary's, right? Uh, why did you Why did you decide to pick them over the other schools that might have offered you? Um, so I, I just had so they kind of offered me or started talking to me late. And yeah, I wasn't sure like how I felt about them and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and um, but then my coach kind of like told me like what they're about, and yeah. I started getting a good relationship with the assistant coach and the head coach, um, and. I started like learning more about him and like I'm like dang like the school is actually pretty good like <laughs> they're a top 25-30 team yeah. in the country yeah. usually mm-hmm. um, and so I'm like basketball terms they're probably the best team yeah um, and then um, like their player development is so good mm-hmm. um, I mean my coach like when I went down there for my visit and I watched them like work out and train and stuff like it was like super good and I'm like okay but like if I if I can like do this every single day like these guys are like I can get so much better yeah and then like their coaches are all super cool and super nice and I mm-hmm. have a great relationship with all of them mm-hmm. and uh I think I have the best chance to play there because like right away as a yeah. freshman oh, yeah, yeah, that's... They're, they're losing some some scoring and mm-hmm. um I think I can step in and help yeah yeah, no doubt. I mean, you have an instant impact for that team. But uh, so was so you said like they came into you, they spoke to you late, and your coach, you know, helped persuade you, and you just saw the work ethic there. But was it a tough decision? And like, did you like was there like another school that you had in mind that like was also a possibility before you decided to go there? Yeah. So this last August was super stressful for me because yeah. I had to like start like kind of narrowing it down, and calling the coaches, and be like, "Hey, thanks for recruiting me, but I'm gonna go a different route." Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say. It, it was it was really tough, but when uh, like my my top five was like Stanford, Oregon State, Utah State, mm-hmm. St. Mary's, or my top four, yeah. And then um, that that was pretty tough. But as soon as I went on my visit to St. Mary's, it uh-huh. kind of opened my eyes, 
and I was like, you know what, like I want to go here, and it's it's pretty clear to me. And then so then I canceled all my other visits. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm yeah, hey, as long as you've realized it's what's best for you, that's that's all that matters. Uh, so this might be this might be a little off topic, and you know, hope I'm not offending you or anything, right? But you you are you are a redhead, right? So are you are you are you are you the real red mamba? You gotta be truthful. Are you the real red mamba? Man, I wish I could say so, but I can't. I mean, Nico, I love that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I watched him play, and I played against him for a while. But I'll, I'll say I'm the the Walmart red mamba. <laughs> the Walmart brand. Hey, nothing wrong yeah. with being the Walmart brand, you know? It's, yeah. <laughs> hey, all brand. Hey, it works. It works. Yeah, uh, I respect him because he's, he's, he's a really good player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you have any other? Do you have a nickname that you might go by when you play or anything like that? Or you just still work on that when you get to college? Um, no, I don't really got a nickname. Honestly, that's coming to it, but yeah. um, I need to get one in college for sure. All right, yeah, you do, you do. I mean, hey, you have a cool name. All right, Jay, Jay's not a thank bad you. name. That's pretty. That's pretty cool name. You know, we we got yeah, the. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Yeah, we we got some cool names, you know. Matson, nobody hears Matson, like yeah, that. That's, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, we got some dope names over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, looking forward to college. Uh, I went St. Mary's. You know, you said that you're gonna be able to bring a lot of skill sets to St. Mary's, but how will you be able to help them to continue and grow and have the success? Because like you mentioned, they're losing some players, right? So how will you be able to help them stay at this top twenty-five, top thirty team? Um, I just think. Uh, competing every day in practice and, and mm-hmm. getting getting better. I think mm-hmm. even if I don't play, I can still. I'm just gonna try to play, but yeah. I can st- I can still push push the, the guys who do and and kind of uh, I'm I'm very competitive, so I can yeah. I can bring that competitive energy and kind of like work hard and push those other players. And then if I am playing um, good minutes, then you know mm-hmm. they lose to some scoring, so I can go in and score and shoot the ball mm-hmm. and uh, kind of play make form. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I can do that for him. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? Like your your best skill set is scoring or being a passer. What is it? Honestly, I think I'm a. I think I'm a really good passer. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, obviously I can I can score the ball, but I think when I'm passing and distributing, that's when I'm best. Um, when I rebound, like defensive rebound. Push mm-hmm. ball in transition, and then either score or, or pass. I think that's when I'm at my best yeah. in transition because. I'm, I'm sneaky athletic. I'm yeah. sneaky athletic. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't blame you. You know, you. That's all that matters. Being a passer, being a pass first guy. That's always good to have. Yeah. Um, so as you know, Gonzaga, right? They're in your, they're in your conference. You have to face mm-hmm. them. How you, be, yeah. how will you be able to help St. Mary's be able to take Gonzaga, who's a powerhouse, right? Everybody knows Gonzaga, right? How, mm-hmm. how will you be able to help take them down and become the new, the new team in that conference? Uh, I mean, it's gonna be tough because mm-hmm. they're so good. But I mean, I got confidence. I mean, I uh, throughout my life, I mean, I've been on a lot of underdog teams and yeah. been able to beat. Like my eighth grade year, we beat the Oakland Soldiers with Kyrie Walker, Josh Christopher, uh-huh. Kendall Munson. Oh wow! You know all those dudes. Yeah, so, yeah that's pretty uh, impressive. Devin Askew. Uh-huh. So we beat that team. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I think I think the the guys there now that I'll be playing with and the Mitchell Saxon is coming in and that Judah Brown. Um, I think that we got a really good freshman class and and uh, we can we can definitely take them down in the future. Yeah, hey, I like the, I like the confidence. That's that's what matters. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. Yep. Um, so you know the the head coach of St. Mary's is Randy Bennett. Uh, so you spoke to him. What, what what do you like about him? You know, how will you be able to help you grow as a person on and off the court? He's just like a, he's just a class act. Like he mm-hmm. is super nice. Um, he's a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we he is super smart. He he just knows what he's talking about, and you can tell. Uh-huh. And then he he like just a, he even told me like he recruits the guy. He, he he's like if hey, if you're not about it about winning about this, he told me straight up. He's like just leave. Like I'm not gonna recruit you. Like just tell me. He's like I, I'm only gonna recruit the guys that that want to be here and want to compete and want to win and uh-huh. like want to do this the right way. Yeah. Um, and so I just love that about him. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect fit for sure. Uh, so as I said, we want to get to know you a little bit, right? Uh, so if you could, if you could meet any three people in the world, living or dead, who would they be and why? Tom First Kenyon. one, I gotta tell you, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. I love Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, I mean, like all his, how hard he plays, I love it, and yeah. and how his fashion. Yeah. I mean, he got he got a nice fashion sense, but yeah, I say Russell Westbrook. Uh huh. Um. I'd say, honestly, I'd say, like, Martin Luther King, just because I could see how, because he, he was in such, such a tough spot to yeah. lead all mm-hmm. those people. I just want to kind of see how he did that, because, yeah. you know, I'd love to I kind of, like, take some notes on that. Yeah, he inspired but, millions, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be pretty cool to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then a third, probably, like, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan? Kind of, uh-huh. Yeah, Michael Jordan, just because... See how how he. Uh, I mean, I think he's the best player I've ever though. So. Ah, oh, see, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. What do you think? We all know. We all know it's LeBron. LeBron is um, the goat. You're, you're one he, of those guys. <laughs> dude, I don't know what you mean. I'm one of those guys. All right, LeBron is the, <laughs> LeBron is the goat. All right, okay, like uh, <laughs> Michael. So what? Michael's undefeated in the finals. He's only there six times. LeBron's are like all the time. All right, that says something. <laughs> all right, that's all I'm saying. Michael Michael played baseball, bro. Come on. He played baseball. Who does that? The goat. The goat says that. No, no, no. I mean, you don't see Michael acting in movies, all right? LeBron's an actor, all right? Come on. He's just... He's, he, I, th- I, I do think he's the goat, though. He just possesses all the skills, and I think he's playing in a much tougher era. So, that, that's my opinion on it. Those are good points, but, yeah, I, I, I just can't agree. But, yeah, I think LeBron's too, but... Those are, those are some good points, but it'd just be cool to meet him just because yeah. you can just, like, I don't know, he's such a good scorer and such a good player. It'd just yeah. be like nice to see it, pick up some hints and stuff. Yeah, no doubt it would, it would, but not as nice as LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, do you have any like hidden talents that you know we may not know about? Just anything that you do that's pretty cool? I don't think I do. Honestly, I've I've kind of like people will be like all about these weird things like like weird talents but yeah. I've never been able to like, have one mm. I don't know like my friend can like gleek you know gleek like with the mouth and, like the spit thing oh. he can like do that on, on command and I, I try to do it but. that's interesting stuff that's very yeah. I guess that's a, that's a pretty special talent I guess you could say yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, who knows I mean are you good at drawing can you draw anything oh I'm a terrible artist yeah. I'm terrible you, you good at drawing stick figures though Come on, that, that's yeah, I can draw stick figures. Hey, that's pretty good. I can draw <laughs> stick figure. Look at that. there we go, right there. There we go. All right. All right. So, have you had a have you had a chance to think about like what you want to major in when you get to college? Uh, uh no, I honestly don't know. I'm probably gonna do business. Mm-hmm. Is my guess, but mm-hmm. I still have no idea. I need I need to figure that out. Yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of important. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> not not very important though. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I need to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a like a go to place to go get anything to eat? If you're hungry, you know you're gonna go yeah. there. 
Where is that? I got Himitsu up on the, um, it's like three minutes away from my house. It's teriyaki place. All right, all right. Uh, it's my go-to place. I got a go-to order. Uh-huh. All right, there you go. Do they know you? Do they recognize you? Yeah, yeah, they know me. Yeah, here comes the uh, the Walmart brand Red Mamba, right? Is that, is that what they say? <laughs> exactly, that's what they say. <laughs> all right, so um, do you have like a favorite artist to listen to or anything like that? Um, I J Cole. J Cole. I like J Cole. I like A Boogie. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got my Christian rapper that I like, Lecrae. Lecrae, yeah, yeah. Hey, those, those, I like Lecrae. that's a good list right there. I I, I can yeah. get with that. I can get with that for sure. All right, all right cool. So, uh, do you have a favorite NBA team? I know you said you like Russell Westbrook. So, is he? Are you like a Rockets fan or anything like that? Uh, team. I'd say the Thunder, just the Thunder? because yeah. they. Russ was on that team. I just love him. And like Chris Paul and Stephen Adams, I love those dudes. Yeah. But I, I support the Rockets because they got Russ. But yeah. I said the Thunder. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, my, my friend's a Thunders fan. Uh, you know, I, I give him crap for it because, I mean, they're doing surprisingly <laughs> good this year. Like, I was surprised. Yeah, they're, they're- SGA, yeah, SGA, nice, yeah, they are. Hey, I'm happy because my boy Shy, I have on my fantasy basketball team. He's gonna be some oh, points, bro. He's gonna be he points. Nice. He really is. He's nice. Yeah, um, because so I live in South Carolina, so I, I have to go to you know the good old Charlotte Hornets games, right? You know, this <laughs> best team in the NBA. But uh, I went and I saw them play the Thunder, and bro, it, dude, Shy went off. He was crazy. He was, it was, yeah, he's he, good. he was really good. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a Heat fan. You know, we got Jimmy Butler. You know, that's all that matters. Nice. Yeah, the Heat. Trying to get Joel Embiid. Okay, I hope we don't, because I do I do not want to trade Tyler Hero and Bam out of Bayou. Yeah, it's just not worth that's it. True. Joel that's Embiid. True. I love Joel Embiid to death. I think he's a funny guy. Like his tweets, funny stuff. But yeah, man, he can. I feel like he's Loki kind of soft. I feel like him and Carlton Towns, Loki kind of soft. You know, like I just. I, don't I know. think yeah, cat cat soft. The cat is really yeah. He really is, dude. Like he's such a. He's such a crybaby. There's a reason why they did not win a game since the month of November. Like, yeah. they're, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so, I got this is my last question for you, but uh, I like to ask you all this. Um, but if you had to tell anybody, you know, they know you as a basketball player, but something about your character, whether that be a scout, a, another player, a random fan, just somebody, what would you want them to know about you? I would say I'm a very selfless person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always thinking about the team and other people and, you know, how how they're feeling, how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think I'm a pretty good teammate. Yeah. Um, I, I can still get on people and get hard on people, yeah. but I think I'm a very selfless selfless person and player. All right. I, I can get with that. That's, that's great stuff to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. It was, it was great talking to you and getting Thank to know you, you more. Me. Yeah, for sure. All right. See you, man. See you, bro. All right, guys. So that was uh, Jay Mullins, right? Great person. Did you? That was wild. Okay, look. Although he may not know who the real goat is, because it's clearly LeBron James. All right, you guys all know that. I know he doesn't, but we all know it. He was a class act. A great, you know, as you could hear, selfless leader, great basketball player. But you know, obviously, he's a great, great basketball player. He has a great skill set. Um, he's a pass first guy, and that you can tell that his character translates to how he plays in basketball. And you and look, I know being an athlete obviously matters, right? But being a great person off the court and being a leader is even honestly even more important than that. You know, you see people that have great talent, it goes to waste because they aren't a great leader, they aren't a good player, they aren't a good person off the field, off the court, whatever whatever sport they are, and it's a waste of talent. As you can see with Jabe, great person, cool name, right? You know, him and I got some wild names. But uh, yeah, no, Jay, Jay was a great guy, great leader, selfless, score, 
St. Mary's going to be getting a, an amazing athlete, a great player with him. And uh, it was just great talking to him. And I hope you guys enjoyed that interview, listened to it. And thank you guys for listening. And as always, right, I have to give out the game ball. And you guys might be like, oh, you always give to the person you interview. And hey, guess what? If that was a bet, you know, you just want some money, all right? Because, uh, you know, Jape, Jape is the game ball winner. And yeah, you know, he just texted me. He said, appreciate you having me. That was dope. You know, see, great person, awesome guy. Um, great conversation with him. You know, uh, again, I thank you guys for listening. And I look forward to having you guys come in and check in and listen again for the next podcast, next episode. And as always, it was Matt Samantia with the Game Ball Podcast. Appreciate you guys. See ya. Have a great day.